And here today, we're going to continue uh, on this for our Vision Builders Weekend, looking at uh, how we can make a significant and a wonderful difference when we go together. And the subtitle here this morning for my message is, We Go Together. Can we say that here this morning? We go together. I always loved being part of teams. Ever since I was a young boy, I grew up playing a lot of sports, and I loved team sports. I just loved doing things side uh, to side, shoulder to shoulder with other people. I loved from a young age of five, I was in rugby union football teams, and I just loved doing it as a team. I played in cricket teams. Uh, I would play for all the sports teams, whether that was uh, softball or Vigoro. Does anyone, when I say Vigoro, does anyone know what Vigoro is? It's a very random kind of style of almost kind of girls cricket, yeah, with this paddle thing. Weird anyway, but at my primary school in Sydney, we played that. Even uh, individual sports like golf, I would love it when we got to play and form a team, a golf team, and go and play against other clubs around Sydney. I just loved being in a team, there seemed to be something really unique and special when you would work as a team. There was just something about it when you would have a win, when you would win a title, when you would be presented with a pennant as a team, when you would get to lift a shield or, or hold a trophy aloft, when you achieved something as a, as a group. They just seemed to, be, seemed to be more enjoyable, seemed to be funner seemed to be a chance to, to celebrate. And I've just loved that attribute of doing things as a team. And this weekend, as we look at uh, those of us that will say, hey, I'm going to be part of this Vision Builders, the great news is we go together and we go as a team. And I love it because on our own, we achieve very little. But as a team, we achieve so much, so, so much. And I love that. And I love how, how God blesses when people are working in unity and when people come together. And there's no doubt about it as a church, we are passionate about making a significant difference in this world. We are passionate about it. We are not just content with uh, remaining as we are today here in Sydney. We want to expand. We want to reach out. We want to touch more people, more families. We want to see more people know the good news of Jesus Christ. And we go and we do it and we do it together. Author Helen Keller says this, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. And there's so much truth in that. When we go together, we can achieve so much. And when I think about what we are doing as a church, what we have achieved and what we will continue to achieve, there's no way I can do that stuff on my own. But I just love as a church, we get to say, hey, I'm part of that. I get to do that because we come together. As we come together, we can do great and mighty things. And we can make a significant difference because what we're about as the local church is this is an eternal cause. Eternity of the lives of people are at stake. I tell you what, it doesn't get any bigger and any grander than that. That's what we're about. We're about that, the, the thing that is eternal. And we are so into doing this and doing this together. This is the biggest story on the planet. The story of Jesus Christ, Savior to the world, is the biggest story on the planet. It doesn't get any bigger. And our individual story is actually really small compared to that grand story. And as a church, we want to get that story out. And we go together and we go in teamwork. And unity is important. There's a story we read in Genesis 11 
about the Tower of Babel. And it's a story where at this time in the earth, everyone had one language. They had one language. And a a big group of people got together on a plane and thought, you know what? We're going to make bricks. Going to get some mortar. We're going to build a tower so big, it's going to go all the way to the heavens. And it says this in Genesis 11, verse 4. It says, Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people. They have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing they propose to do will now be impossible for them. I tell you what, when we are together, one big vision, moving together as a team, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible, church. But it's about that unity. It's about the kind of, yep, the all-in factor, the, the, the bit of saying, I will do my part. I will jump in. I'll be part of this. It's when we do this that we can have the kind of influence for the good that God would want us to have in the earth today. There is so much power, and I wonder why the enemy works so hard to create disunity because he knows there is such power in unity. The enemy will always be trying to come and attack our marriages because he knows if he can get disunity and separate that thing, the power of that thing disintegrates. In our family units, he will come against and try to cause division within our family units with uncles and brothers and sisters and and all these things and parents. He loves to do that because he knows there is such power in unity, he tries to divide it. It's no difference in the church. He will try to cause some of us to opt out, to kind of get offended here and there and, and because he knows there is power in the church when we are united and we have to keep working on it. We have to stay in a good spirit. It's kind of like a marriage. You keep working at it because you know it works best when you're in unity with your partner and you've got to move forward together. It's the same in the church. We keep moving forward because it makes a mighty and it makes a big difference and in unity there is power and we move together and how do we do this we get a vision we say yes to the vision and then we say yeah i'm going to do my part i'm going to be part of that you know jesus he had a big vision he had a dream in matthew 16 18 it says and i also say to you that you are peter and on this rock i will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. Here at C3 Silverwater, what are we doing? We are building the church. We are building the church. We are building the church because we know that that is what this world needs. It needs church, vibrant, alive, full of the power of God, full of the power of the Holy Spirit, delivering the greatest news on the planet to the people, reaching out into the community, helping those that might be struggling, helping those that might be doing tough, giving them a little bit of a lift up to say, you're going to make it, to say as the church we care about you, to say that God cares about you, that God wants to bring you through this. As the church, we will reach out and we will build this thing and we will do it together. 
Can I hear an amen? Because that's worth doing together and saying, yes, I am part of this. And I kind of love coming into church every week because it just feels like here we are. It's kind of like it's, it's like game time. It's like we come together. We, uh, we, we deliver the word of truth. We worship together. We pray together. We get amped up together. And we go out into our worlds. Why? So that we can have an influence, so we can keep building and making his name known in the earth today. Because there are way too many people in this city that don't know Jesus Christ. They don't have him as their Lord. They don't have the peace that the followers of Jesus can have and do have in their life. And they need it because they're wandering. They're sheep without a shepherd. And we want to bring them in and give them the life that they can have. But we go together. One of my all-time favorite books in the Bible when I'm thinking about unity comes from a book of uh, in the Old Testament called Nehemiah. And we heard Mick mention it this morning. And it is just such a great story of teamwork you see, Nehemiah, he was a cupbearer to the Persian king. Now, a cupbearer, they're kind of like, uh, you could call them the guinea pig, because really their job was to go and, uh, and take a sip out of the, uh, the glass that the king was about to have a drink from, just in case someone had poisoned it, just in case uh, he was going to fall dead or become sick. The cupbearer was kind of living close to the king, but he was like the little guinea pig, uh, just to make sure that something wouldn't go wrong. And this was what Nehemiah's role was for the king of Persia. But there's something that happens to Nehemiah, a burden that gets on the inside of him. You see, 140 years prior to the writings in Nehemiah, the war around Jerusalem had been ruined. It had been ruined. It was in a, a state of rubble. It was in a state of just ruined all over it. And Nehemiah got a heart to build the wall. So your city needed a wall. Otherwise, you were so open. You were so open to attack. And it was critical. And he got a dream on the inside of his heart. I am going to build this wall. I am going to get this vision. And I love this story. Number one, I love that he was like a, you know, he was a cupbearer. He was like kind of in the marketplace and he got this vision and he started to move uh, uh, towards it. And I think about vision builders. This isn't just something for the, uh, the leaders and the pastors to get involved in. This is for all of us to get involved in. Whether we're mothers, whether we're carers, whether we're uni students, whether we're school students, whether we're out in the marketplace, where we're, whatever we're doing, it's an opportunity to say, yes, I'm going to be part of this. I am in. And I just love that Nehemiah gets this great vision to go and repair, repair this war. And when I first heard the vision of what Vision Builders is in my life, it was like 16 years ago. And I heard this vision and I was just like, I'm in. I'm in. I heard the vision. I heard about how C3 Church was seriously impacting the community, was reaching out into the community all around the world and locally. And I was like, that is a vision I will give into. That is a vision that I'll put my hand up and say, I am in. And as a family, back then it was Natalie and myself, we were just like, we are in. And we jumped into this thing because we were like, that is such a worthy thing. That is worthy of our attention. That is worthy of our effort. That is worthy of our finances. We are in. And I love in Nehemiah 2.8, it says, The good hand of God was upon me. 
as Nehemiah got this dream, he knew God was with him. And can I say from the very first moment that, that, that I got involved in Vision Builders, I've seen the hand of God upon my life, upon my world, upon uh, my finances. I've seen the goodness and the provision of God year in, year out, year in, year out. I love that when we get a heart for something good and we say we're in, God is with us. Who's grateful for that, that He is with us? And I've seen that in my family. And I love this, that this passage says that, you know, God's hand was upon Him. And I've seen that, and I'd encourage you here today, if you jump in, to know that God's hand will be upon you. And then it says in verses 2.12, Nehemiah is out there, kind of in the middle of the night, inspecting uh, this ruined war. And he has this thing where he, uh, he says that God had put in my heart to do this. I tell you what, if you would just spend a moment in life to, to hear from God, He's always putting things in our hearts to do, good things to do good things because his heart is for people his heart is to see people set free god hates it when people are bound up he hates it when people aren't living to their potential he doesn't like that at all he loves to see people living in freedom living in the promises that he has for their lives when they're living in faith when they're standing on the rock of jesus christ that's what he wants for people And he doesn't like it when people are far from him because they're living away from that life. He wants people to come in. And Jesus wants that. And I just love that Nehemiah got this good thing to do on the inside of his heart. And I just know that if you would ask God for for how you can move forward in life, he will put great things on the inside of your heart. And even here today, I know that if you say, look, should I be part of this? I just know for those that this is your home church, it'll be like, yeah, this is something that I can be part of. This is something that I can do because it makes a difference and it is significant. And what we do here echoes into eternity. It echoes into eternity. In 2.17, it says, you see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Come, let us, everyone say, let us, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer derision. We have to go, let it be us, we go together. Because before them was a big job. This war is estimated to be about a two-kilometer uh, war. That's, that's a lot of building. That's, uh, these wars, they're not like, you know, little kind of paper-thin wars. In parts, they're very thick. They're big. These, these gates, there was like 12 of them. They're, they're big and majestic gates. And this thing had to be rebuilt. And it needed to be a team. It needed to be some people who say, I am in. And then when you go through chapter 3 in Nehemiah, it starts talking about the groups and the individuals and the people that said yes to the core. And I've, uh, in my Bible, and you probably, you wouldn't be able to see it unless you've got Superman eyes, but I've, uh, I've like uh, highlighted all the times it talks about things like, uh, uh, and it names people, and a lot of the times it says next to him, next to them, next to him, next to them, and it starts listing group after group saying, yeah, I'm in, and it was next to them. And then it was beside them and next to them and beside them. And it starts naming 
person. It starts naming tribe. It starts naming families who would say, yes, I am in. Yes, I am in. And it was person after person, group after group. And these, as I said, these were all sorts of people. The Bible says that some of these people, there was priests, there was high priests, there were some brothers, there were some men, there were some goldsmiths, there were some perfumers, there were some daughters, there was rulers of districts, there was rulers of half districts. I'd like to be the ruler of a district, not a half district. There was all sorts of people, but it was a group, but there's 42 different groups named in Nehemiah chapter 3 who said, I am in. And I want to encourage us here today just to have that area in our life we say, I am in, because this is exciting. There's nothing better, like I said, when you're in a sport team and you, you get that shield and you lift it up. But that stuff's not eternal doesn't really last that long. But what we do as a church, it's eternal. It makes a big difference for a long, long, long time. And we can be part of it. Now, will it always be easy? It may not. You might jump in this year as a vision builder. You might have some challenging times, but it is all good. Because we read in Nehemiah, it wasn't like it doesn't end at the end of chapter 3 and have two verses in chapter 4 and said the wall was built. No, chapter 4 starts to talk about that some problems started to come, some troubles started to come, because there was a dude called Sanballat, and he was the governor of Samaria, and he heard about the building of the war in 4.1. He was angry, greatly enraged, and he jeered at the Jews, and he said in the presence of his brothers and the army of Samaria, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore it for themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish it in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burn ones at this? Tobiah, the Amorite, was beside him. He said, yes, what they are building. If a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. That's a bit mean, isn't it? But there's, there's people coming against them. But I just love Nehemiah. I love this group because we come down a few more verses and it says, so we built the war in verse 6. It wasn't going to stop them. And then later on in this chapter, some more bad news comes because there's more opposition. There's more opposition coming against them. But they weren't up for it. It wasn't like, oh, there's opposition and we're going to stop. It's like, no, we push through. We push through. We keep leaning in. We keep coming together. We are not going to let opposition stop us. We are not going to let what comes against us to stop us. Because I tell you, even in building the house of God, opposition comes. But guess what? Do we stop? Do we lay down? No, we keep going forward. We keep leaning in. We keep saying, no, I get up. I keep going. I get up. I keep going. I get up. I keep going. We get up. We keep going. We get up. We keep going. We keep going because this is significant. This world needs great, vibrant, healthy churches, and that's what we are about, delivering this good news. We will not let what may come against us stop us. We will keep going forward. Because I love this determination. Nehemiah then sets half of the people to work and half of them to be ready for battle, to hold the spears, to get the shields, to be ready for what might come their way. Some of them even did this. They held a weapon in one hand and worked with the other hand. Now, Mick's an electrician. I imagine if Mick only had one hand to work, that that's going to be hard work. 
But that's what some of them did. It didn't matter. They were working out how they would do this. They were going to work out, we're going to make this happen. There might be some opposition coming, but we're not going to let it stop us. We are going to make our way through. We are going to work out how we move forward because this war needed to be built. The vision needed to come to pass and people needed to keep moving in faith, steps forward. Didn't matter what challenges would come because good news does come. And we get to Nehemiah 6, 15. So the war was finished on the 25th day of the month. In 52 days, and when all the enemies heard of it, the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem. For they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. So we are always partnering with our God. And as we go forward as a church, it's not just us alone. We with Him. And that means great power. That means great miracles. That means great breakthroughs. That means a great and mighty and glorious and magnificent future of God moving in our midst. Can we give the Lord a round of applause? Because He will go with us and great things will be achieved. We will achieve the unbelievable when we go together corporately, when we go together as one. And this nation needs it. The census results just came out from 2016 this week, and there's a lot of people declaring that their faith isn't something that they're saying they have in life. But we as the church are moving forward. The church is growing, and we will continue to deliver what needs to be delivered to this world. Because vision builders, it's all about going out there. It's about building, making sure that there's, there's space and there's rooms for us and church and for kids and for, for college students to come and, and be trained in the ways of God. It's about that. It's about reaching. We want to reach in to households. We want to help people through media to hear the good news. It's about caring. We are a caring church. We're about reaching in to the communities here in Sydney, internationally, and helping people that may need it. I just love that when you're a vision builder, you get to do so much. I love it. You know the Samsons this week? They fed some kids in Sri Lanka. It's good news, isn't it? As vision builders, it's good news. The trans this week, because they're part of this and they're into this, they did some good work in Uganda, because this week in Uganda, we have a radio station that we help maintain and keep it running. I've been to it. It stands up on this hill, this huge tower, and it beams to about half a million people in rural parts of Uganda. Messages of hope. But we do that. I love that the Shamelians are making sure the gospel is preached into homes in India with about 800 people responding weekly to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the Shamelians are vision builders. I love that Z, she is a vision builder. And because she is a vision builder, she is making sure that there's people in Uganda who don't know how to go forward in life have been trained in starting businesses so they can supply for their family and they can have things. And the stories just keep coming. We build Bible colleges so people can study the Word of God. We help people all around here in Sydney so they can receive clothing groceries, nutritionist lunches. Every Thursday, we do that here at, Thir uh, at Silverwater, which is just stunning, just stunning. 
for those of the uh, vision builders, you're starting extension services around Sydney. Isn't that exciting? We heard a brilliant story on Friday night about a lady. She lived a fair distance from the Oxford Falls campus, and one day a friend took her there. She loved it, but it just wasn't working out for her family to get there, and life was getting busy. And in this video, we hear that one day she goes to the letterbox, and she received a card. That card had a picture of a giraffe on it, and it said this, C3 Church coming to Mossman. And she knew in a moment of time that her time had come to establish herself and her family in the house of God. She'd been to a C3 church once, but it was a distance away and it, it didn't feel like it was going to work and things had happened and then the card arrives. As vision builders, Patrick and Vivian, you're planning services. We're planning services all around the world. In the Philippines, we're planning church services, making sure people have a place to come and hear the gospel. Here in Sydney, we have some life-saving hospital equipment. They're in some of the hospitals. Why? Because of vision builders. Every week, when school's on, over a 1,000 students in Sydney get taught scripture. Why? Because vision builders like you and I said, yes, we will help make this happen. We're supporting thousands of single, hundreds of single mums in Sydney who are doing it tough, who need a help. And can I tell you, we're in this building here today because of this program. Because some people said, I'll be part of the vision. I will build. I will build. We're only here because of that. The bank would not have lent our church $5.5 million to purchase this building had it not been for the assets that Oxford Falls had and that they owned their building close to when we went to the banks. That building's now debt-free. But here at Silverwater, yeah, that's worth giving the Lord a round of applause for. But here at Silverwater, now it's our time to pay off the debt in this building. And we're not going to be satisfied with, oh, this will be a 20 or 25-year thing. No, this will be something we will do without a doubt in single-digit years that we will be pushing into to making sure this place is paid off in Jesus' name. This beautiful house of God, because it's in this place that people meet Jesus Christ, just like we saw this morning. It's in this place that our children and our children's children will have a place to run around, that our youth will have a place to meet. It'll be a place for the community members to come in, select clothing for their families, to pick up furniture, to take home to empty households, to select some toys for their kids who do not have much. It's in this place where people will come to eat a meal. It's in this place that we will have church week in, week out, week in, week out. And the government doesn't supply the funds for this. Who does it? It is the church. It is you and I, and we are moving towards this. It is exciting days, church, and I just love that we get to be part of it. It is a joy. It is a treat because there are stories, and it all comes down to the stories, the people that have been helped, the people that have had their lives transformed because of the generosity of the big hearts of the people of C3 Church.